welcome to episode number 340 of Destination Linux, your favorite video podcast. My name is Jill. I'm Michael. And I'm And Ryan. on this week's awesome episode, Fujitsu makes some cool advances in AI for open source software. Then we're going to discuss a major update for Nextcloud. Plus, which might include AI, and there seems to be a lot of AI in oh, this episode, Ryan. Absolutely. I mean, there's a little bit of a theme there with AI because AI. AI is taking over yes. the world. It's Skynet. Oh, definitely. It's Skynet. Plus, we have our tips, tricks, and software picks. All this coming up really soon. So let's get the show on the road toward Destination Linux. <laughs> Our feedback this week comes from Asa. Hey guys, and Jill too. This is my first time writing in, but I have been listening to Destination Linux for a little over a year now and really love what you guys do. It has helped me so much. I have been using Linux as long as I've owned a computer, but I never really started to understand how a lot of the system actually worked and what I was doing when I was interacting with it until I started listening to Destination Linux. After every episode, I have had at least one thing that I have to research. So thank you very much Aww. for that. This is such an awesome way to begin an email. Yes. That is a great way. <laughs> it's just a it's a really nice compliment because we try to cater to everyone a little bit in this show. I mean, we, we want to be open and beginner friendly. And so sometimes people have been in Linux with years, you know, we want to make sure they get something out of value from the show as well. And it's one of those situations where we get feedback like this. It means a ton. Because you also have to remember, Michael gets a lot of negative feedback, like just Michael. So much. And why? Why when he, people? When he gets that negative feedback and then we get this positive feedback here, he's balanced. He's yin yeah. and yang all of a sudden. He's back balanced, you know? Yes. Uh, so, Thank you for the yang. Which one's the which? Which is which? I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> but I know they have the little symbol and they're opposite. Yeah, uh, One's sure. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yin's yep. good and yang's bad, maybe, or Think something. So. Or? No idea. <laughs> Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Uh, which is we'll, which? We'll read it on the show if you start out with something as nice as this. <laughs> also, uh, in episode 334, you guys were talking about the reaction to AI and open source. And I just wanted to add that personally, I feel like this is a dangerous reaction from the organizations. Uh, if only select groups have access to a tool like this, it becomes a weapon instead. Looking throughout history, it is pretty obvious what the patterns of tyranny are, and this reaction of closing source of AI seems to fit that pattern pretty well to me. I know this kind of what you were already said on the show, but I wanted to throw my vote in on that opinion as well. And absolutely, like 100%, that was our take as well. We don't think putting control in any group, one group or multiple companies or whatever you want to say it, having uh, absolute control is not the best approach for sure. Asa goes on to say, while I'm still on this episode, I wanted to point out a few things in your discussion about the internet, television, and radio. You guys made some good points, and what you said is pretty accurate from the perspective of a ham radio operator, though. I want to give you a small oversight that you had. You said, wait, Spotify on your phone didn't replace radio? I know this was a joke, but I'd like to point out that the internet connection that you are most likely using to stream Spotify is also a form of radio to and from the cell tower or Wi-Fi router to your connect to your connection. It is the digital data of the stream essentially being converted to sounds 
then being transmitted to your phone via radio, where it is converted back to digital data that is then processed and converted to music by your phone, aka radio. Just more advanced than FM or AM broadcasts, but it's basically the same thing that people think of radio, but it, it does work the same way. So radio, TV, internet, none of them really ever killed each other. They just changed the way we used each, uh, each technology and to advance our lives for the better. You know, this is a really good point. I didn't think about it this way. That's why I love when comments come in because it makes you think about something a different perspective. I kind of looked at it as this, you know, you get in your car, you used to always put on the FM radio or the AM radio if you like to talk news and that type of stuff or sports or whatever. And that has been a part of my life growing up since I was a kid. And then sure. CD players came along. I mean, we had tape players and eight tracks and stuff like that. But radio has always been a big part of that. CD players came along. And then usually as a kid, I didn't listen to as much radio. It's still every now and then I would pop in my own CDs and have one of those folders that had like the 100 leather bound CD kits where yep. I would be dangerously flipping through the book to find the CD that I want while I'm driving to I recently found one of those in my moving oh. stuff that I had not opened in a long time and literally the binder is falling apart <laughs> with the CDs in it. Yeah. I mean, these are things that we used to do and it used to be a big part of that. And now my entire purpose in the car or my entire routine, that purpose has changed to where I'll take my phone out, I'll plug it in to my car, and then I turn on Spotify. And I don't touch the AM, FM radio or anything yeah. there anymore. And I'm not saying there are people who still listen to radio. Radio is not dead. Um, but I think probably there's more people headed towards that, right? The Spotify or Pandora or whatever you're using to stream music or even music you're just storing on your own cloud service. Uh, then they are AM, FM. I would say it's it's continuing to move. But I never really thought, hey, this is kind of the same technology at the end of the day. It's just newer. And, and podcasting even. Look how popular podcasting has become. And it's something that in the past, I did enjoy talk radio, especially during commutes in the mornings. I'm just an angry person. Can't listen to music. It's too happy. So I want to hear people arguing about politics. It makes me really <laughs> uh, in a good like mood. A total rational thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now I can listen to podcasts on the way and I can choose where I want to listen to and skip to certain sections and all of that type of stuff. And generally a lot less commercials and things, but really awesome point that at the end of the day, it's just radio waves and it's just a different way of using That's it's radio cool. waves. And you could say that Spotify is the new wave music. Ah. <laughs> oh, Michael, ah. please, Michael. <laughs> it was such a good, you're welcome. Then. You know? You're welcome. They people. have a PS in here. They said, that's true. Ryan, how could you make poor Jill play a horror game when she does not want to? You horrible person. Agreed. <laughs> no, not really. I'm mostly joking. Although I do sympathize with Jill on this one. That's all I've got for now. Thanks again for the great work on the show and keep those penguins marching. Listen, mm -hmm. I'm trying to find a way to make Jill as miserable as Michael and I are. And so I throw in a couple <laughs> horror games, you know, try Jill to do some positive people. Yeah. Jill's She's too, too happy. She's too happy. We got <laughs> to break the cycle somehow. So throwing oh. a horror game in there every once in a while brings her down. <laughs> We're to such Michael. great friends. <laughs> <laughs> you are. And it's actually, friends, I've too. grown to appreciate the genre a lot more because of you, Ryan. So. Thank you, <laughs> There's Jill. That. Thank you. And thank you, Asa, for coming to my defense. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone comes to Jill's defense. Let's and be thank honest. you for being such a great viewer, your awesome feedback, and nice words. And I loved hearing about the yeah. radio technology because 
that's one of my favorite industries is radio. <laughs> yeah, because Jill, you started out, you, you've been yeah. a DJ, a radio yeah, DJ. Yeah, for 16 years, I played ambient and synth and space music um, on a local radio station here in Los Angeles. That's awesome. Of course you did, Jill. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when you look at this, because you have a history with radio, what is your kind of take on the technology? When you get in the car, do you still turn on regular radio at all, or do, are you purely digital at this uh, point? Like, no, you, uh, both, actually. In yeah. fact, <laughs> I was laughing earlier when you were talking about CDs, because me and my husband still have a 20-disc CD changer in our car. <laughs> Nice. Of course you do, Jill. <laughs> and we're still heavily listening to to AM radio, especially for the local news and commentary. And mm-hmm. I like I like the morning yeah. talk shows. But then of course I I like to have my music streamed on, you know, from my phone. But my husband's a little old fashioned. <laughs> so he doesn't really you know, utilize Nothing digital stuff. That. I've got to, I've got to set that all up and get it connected, you know, through Bluetooth and all that. So. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very cool. Well, I mean, I feel like you have jumped ahead of where I expected since you back up your passwords and stuff. The floppy yeah. disk we discovered. <laughs> we expected you to you only would... have eight track. Yeah. That's exactly. it. Oh, I that's love... what I was going to say. Like... Ooh, I had a car eight track player. My first car that I could never drive. My parents bought for me. It had an eight track player in it. And a, and a CB radio, it. but I I was half blind and not supposed to drive, <laughs> but my parents tried. <laughs> they got you a car yeah. anyway. I like it. I, I like I like they put the and then they in, ended you know? up using like- the car. So. <laughs> Did you see how Jill excited she got at that moment when she talked about that car and that eight track player? Like mm-hmm. that was yeah. a moment right there. <laughs> this is why you got to watch the video version and see Jill turn into like a little kid again there talking about the eight track. Do you do you still have any eight track? Absolutely, tracks? Do you I have some very about? rare electronic yeah. music on eight track from the sixties and seventies. Does it yes. still work? <laughs> okay. Well, part awesome. of that, I know so, you have. Uh, the vinyl, you have a bunch of like yes. cool uh, EDM vinyl Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. And I, I, the last time we were at uh, Scale, I was desperately trying to go to Jill's <laughs> museum because of all the cool computer yeah. stuff. But also, I wanted to check out all the cool EDM stuff too. And then we didn't get a chance. I'm oh, so disappointed. Scale is an hour from my house. I've got hundreds of vinyl and so because I'm a hipster, but I don't have any EDM. So Michael never wants to listen to my music because it's it's all Mariah Carey and Janet Jackson. But, you know, I mean, I I respect your choices, but uh, most of our vinyl collection, like me and my husband have over a thousand vinyl records and I have at least several thousand cassettes and and lots of eight tracks. It's all in storage in the garage because <laughs> that's the only place yeah. we have space for it. But we do have some, of course, in our living room. <laughs> I've seen These- hundreds of records in yeah. stores. <laughs> it's cool seeing them back in stores, though. You go to Target. I know. Like I'm that, so happy it's made a there. comeback because people. Yeah. And know, the fact that there's beautiful. even record stores, <laughs> you know, that, are, that record stores yeah. have come back. Absolutely. I mean, not the ones that you would maybe like Sam Goody or whatever. Those are those are long gone. But there's like some hipster yeah, stuff. When you, when you can buy cool. vinyl records again at Target, we're doing good. <laughs> That's right. Vinyl's making yeah. a comeback. Yeah. You know, these darn rotten kids these days will never understand how hard we had to work to play a song we really yeah. liked. We had to rewind, fast forward, flip the tape over, 
find out where it's at. Read tiny text written on a clear tape. On, oh, on the tape. Get, oh, yeah. Also, get one of those pencils that you can rewind the tape. Yeah. The album like, covers, though, are part of the charm. And that's one of the things I think that's that has, has brought a, a younger generation back to see physical media and, you know, look at also, that. Also, because the physical yeah. media is not yeah. bad. If you think <laughs> about it, records were probably the most ideal physical oh, media. it was uncompressed. Because CDs would deteriorate yeah. easily. Yeah. Uh, tapes would unwind and make this giant mess of nonsense. Like basic, or an 8-track, I've, I've never actually used 8-track, I have no idea. But the vinyl record came back, I think, because it's just, it's also a yeah. good medium. It's uncompressed yeah. audio. There is no other medium mm-hmm. today that uses uncompressed audio. <laughs> I mean, you can, yep. you know, uh, with certain file formats like Wave and FLAC and whatnot, but... But as far yeah. as physical media is, it's still uncompressed audio. And in fact, a lot of the modern CDs and tapes and a lot of the digital stuff is mastered off the original vinyl. There you go. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Also, the uncompressed audio digitally is yes, gigantic files. You would not expect <laughs> a CD to be uncompressed to be 50 yeah. gigs. It is. But it is. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, listen, I actually don't want to move on from this topic, but we kind of have <laughs> we kind of have to. That's true. Maybe in the future, we could do a whole episode just about oh, music. Oh, that would be cool. I mean, yeah, that'd if be you cool. want that, let us know in yeah. the comments. Maybe it know? could be a Jill's treasure hunt yeah. in the future or something. Oh, we could do an audio Jill's treasure hunt, which that'd still awesome. brings it into the technology world. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Now, a word from our sponsor. Oh, do the DJ for our sponsor mm-hmm. thing. Can you do that, Jill? Like how a DJ would introduce a sponsor right before they cut in? KXLU 88.9 Los Angeles. And up next is one of our best sponsors. And I've I've got you, I've got to have you listen to this and put this in your ear holes. <laughs> this episode of Destination Linux is sponsored by Linbit. Linbit has been keeping digital businesses running for over 20 years. They're the makers of open source products like DRBD, which is high availability software that has been part of the Linux kernel since 2010, and LinStore, industry-leading open source software-defined storage. Linbit has an active presence in the open source community, and they collaborate with the community to help identify and build new features. Linbit provides enterprise-grade software that runs on a variety of platforms and OSs without vendor lock-in. What that means is, is that you could choose the software on any platform, including specific hardware that you want to use or just off-the-shelf hardware that you get and connect it. You get, all of this stuff can be interchanged really easily. And with DRBD and LinStore, you can have high-speed replicated block storage in almost any configuration. Whether it's Kubernetes, Apache Cloud, or Open Nebula, there's even DRBD proxy for long-distance replication. Linbit is run by its founders to this day, and all of its engineers and developers are in-house with offices in Europe and North America, which allows them to have global 24-7 support to complement their enterprise offerings. Visit linbit.com to learn more about the people behind Linbit and the awesome software for block storage, duplication, and more. So really that whole nostalgia with music and things is kind of a perfect transition to our main topic because... The company we're going to talk about, it was a little bit nostalgic for me. Not that they ever went away, but I remembered some nostalgia with some items that I've had of them. And that's because we're going to talk about Fujitsu and their advances in AI. And it's been a minute, Fujitsu. It's been 
a little while and you've done some really cool things in the past. I remember having a laptop from Fujitsu. I see them with has been around for a long time and they're in, I was curious what I, I, so I literally searched what is Fujitsu known for in basically everything. They make everything. If you TVs, laptops, tablets, uh, uh, services for enterprise companies, just IT, like even internet services for various different infrastructures, like all sorts of stuff. Just, I And the only thing I remembered them for is uh, TVs and those point and shoot cameras that you had to wind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're one of Japan's largest companies, tech companies. So, you know, I'd, I'd for years have been using their old uh, laptops, their life books. Uh, yeah, that yes. was thing. That's what I was thinking yeah. of, Jill, was the life book. I remember having life books. I remember really liking Fujitsu's laptops. Yeah. You just don't see them. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I haven't been looking. Maybe now that we have this story, I'll look around. I'll see Fujitsu everywhere. But it seems like they kind of went away in the American market yeah. in a big way. I mean, the cameras are still there. Like, if you go through the stores and oh, stuff, yeah, you'll still see everywhere. Fujitsu cameras and things. But I just don't see as much of their laptops and all the other electronics uh, printers and everything they produced in the past yeah. as often. You know, anymore. they merged with Siemens but, and then they, I think separated. Yeah. So this is Fujitsu limited. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, Which is funny because there's still a yeah, massive company. So it's not really not limited. Really limited no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would happen if you took this company that makes all this amazing tech in Japan and you paired them with the Linux foundation and then you sprinkle the little AI Skynet in there. What would you get? I think you get some really cool, awesome projects for open source. That's yes. what's happening. So the two companies have announced the official launch of Fujitsu's automated machine learning and AI fairness technology. So you're getting both some of their AI technologies and their fairness technologies for open source software. And this is ahead of the open source summit in Europe that they announced this partnership between the Linux Foundation and Fujitsu. And the Linux Foundation has approved the incubation of two new projects, the Sapien ML and then the Intersectional Fairness. So those are the two uh, AI projects there. And so your Sapien ML is really interesting. It focuses on developing automated machine learning technology that produces code for rapidly building learning models to be able to use for tabular data and those type of things. Empowers data science scientists out there uh, and data scientists can generate massive accurate models of AI and fine tune them for the generated code and all the cool things that you see out there being done with machine learning technologies. But they're also pairing in this intersectional fairness, which is really neat because they gave some examples of ways that they're going to implement this, but essentially trying to find ways to remove some of the biases and things that would exist in AI and trying to make sure that the technology is still, you know, gated to a degree. Uh, Not in the way of you're not going to be able to get to the results that you want to get to, but in the way of just kind of putting some controls in place, which I know. So it's organized better, like it's automatically organized. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's organized better and it's giving you answers that aren't manipulated by other people trying to play with it, you know, the algorithms and mess with the AI. And we've seen that type of stuff happen when AI's just been open to the community and public. We've seen this type of thing free. happen with literally every technology it's ever created. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> but they're giving both to open source. They're open sourcing Yay. both. They don't have to. Mm-hmm. 
Fujitsu could obviously do what ChatGPT did, which started open source and then closed it off because like money, cha-ching. They could, yes, they could exactly, have kept because this money. for themselves. <laughs> but they're open sourcing it. And that really made me like really proud of Fujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like it made oh, me yeah. want to go out there and find a life book and put one yeah. on my desk. Like that type of stuff means a lot to it me. It made me want to go get a camera. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Now, but this here's, is really cool. What do you think of this, Jill? Because you've used Fujitsu products in the past. You seem to know something about this company, too, with all the technology they created. Is this exciting yeah. for you? Yeah. Actually, again, just like you were saying, Ryan, about I was reading this article right when you posted it in the show and gave us the show notes. So I was really, you know, this is a company we haven't heard from much. I knew they were huge and, of course, in Japan. And knew about their previous uh, computers that, of course, we had access to easily here in the U.S., but they're a little harder to get a hold of now um, here in the U.S. But I was awestruck (laughs) about the AI. But it kind of makes sense because if they're the largest uh, tech company in Japan, they, they need some checks and balances on AI for their own country. Well, I mean, it's 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 just impressive because I mean, if you look if you look at it, they don't really have that much incentive to do AI open because they're already a massive company. They could easily afford to not yeah. do this, and this is a really cool thing for them to open source because they're allowing the Linux Foundation and everyone who wants to look at this code to be able to use it and also make their own machine learning models and all this other stuff to enhance the projects themselves, but also to enhance AI technology in a a bigger, broader scale rather than having it just like the people who have the controls, like that are the puppeteers having the the master controls of everything, like the chat GPT thing where they announced it as open and then all of a sudden it starts to be cool and then it turns yeah, to proprietary. Nope. Like that is what we were kind of worried would happen and Fujitsu is completely flipping the script, which Thank is awesome. Thank goodness. You know, I've, I've actually talked yeah. many times in the past here on Destination Linux about how the Linux Foundation should be the company to form an open source mm. AI guardrails group to create a framework for AI they heard and you, best practices in the industry. And now they have the start with their partnership with Fujitsu. And I've been, you know, watching actually in the last few days, wonderful keynotes and talks from the Open Source Summit Europe conference in Spain put on by the Linux Foundation, which which is still happening today. It ran from September 19th uh, through the 21st and where, and, and what's really cool is Fujitsu is a diamond sponsor. And so I was noticing that before this announcement was even made and I'm like, wow, (laughs) there, there, there's something big there. Also, this is really cool because of the fact that I, I wasn't aware that they were as big as they are, but also I wasn't aware that they are so into AI Mm. being the largest AI related company in Japan and they listed how many patents they had. So they, they, they're not a hundred percent open source cause patents are a mm-hmm. thing, but also it's kind of like a necessity. You have to deal with it because it is a type right. of logistical nightmare that you have to play around with. So it's not, but it's also cool that they're still, you know, using this to make the open source, but they said they have uh, 970 patents just on AI related stuff. 
Like well, think that. about it. You said this just makes sense. And where I thought you were going to go with it, and partially I think you went there, but I want to kind of touch on it a little bit more, is Japan's always been known for their robotics. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. What was the, awesome the, the most awesome. like? Awesome. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. So when you think about it, they've got, you know, humanoid robots, animal robots, domestic robots, guard robots. Like there are so many robots. They have cooking robots that do all the cooking for you from beginning to end. Yeah. Robotics has been serving such food a big in the part of Japanese culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah serving food yeah. in restaurants. And, and so when you think about Fujitsu holding 970 patents, the work in robotics and all of the things in, in Japan uh, going on in Japan, like this is just, it's awesome to have that partnership with Linux and open source there. Uh, it goes on to say in April, they launched the Fujitsu Kazuchi, which is the code name, Fujitsu AI platform. <laughs> Kazuchi enables users to rapidly and securely test advanced AI to- technologies, offered a wide range of customers and partners access to Fujitsu's most advanced AI technology. So they have more, and hopefully they'll keep making more and more of it uh, open source. But any piece we can get, I'm happy with. Um, And there's some quotes here that I think are interesting. Offering AI technologies as open source software developers worldwide opens up new opportunities for innovation across various industries by lowering the barrier of entry. I mean, that's something we talk about loving with open source software to begin with, right? Lowering Mm -hmm. that barrier of entry for so many things. And that was from Fujitsu's uh, CTO. And then they say, we're excited to work together with Linux Foundation and contribute to the further advancement and spread of AI by launching Fujitsu's AI technologies for the Linux Foundation, the Sapien ML and intersectional fairness. And then lastly here, we anticipate the offerings Fujitsu. This is from the Linux Foundation. Automated machine learning, AI fairness technologies as open source software will greatly contribute to the advancement and diffusion of AI. So that's the director of the Linux Foundation, Jim Zemlin. Jim, by the way, uh, you and your team, awesome job getting that partnership yeah. together. Also on the Fujitsu side, I don't know who was involved on the Fujitsu side, but thank you for coming together, those two companies, to um, get this technology available for more yeah. people. And what's also cool is that, again, because this was launched just before the Open Source Summit, they did that on purpose so that people could test it out at the conference. So that's what I'm yeah. looking forward to. Our articles oh, nice. that are going to come out soon about, you know, testing the software and how it works. So I'm looking forward to that. And we'll keep you up to date on what's yeah. happening with the <laughs> AI because we are fascinated just as much as you are. And this does not seem to be ending anytime soon. No, it's the most <laughs> rapidly yeah. developing technology out there. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with it, even if you hate it. If you're one of those people who think it's the end of the world type of technology, you're, you're still going to have to deal with it till the end of the world. It's going to be here, and it's rapidly <laughs> growing. So <laughs> that's, You're worried yeah. about it's going to be the end of the world, but you're going to have to deal with it <laughs> until the end of the it. world. <laughs> you still got the time in between now and yeah, Skynet comes alive. <laughs> but Listen, I think with responsible you're companies... Forever the optimist. <laughs> I think with responsible companies like Fujitsu and Linux Foundation and things, I have some hope. We can put some guardrails. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. For sure. Speaking of having hope, I have hope for open source file syncing and online document management. Woohoo! And that's because thanks to Nextcloud, they have been making some big moves and they've made a ton of new changes to their new Nextcloud Hub 6. So they've been consistently amping up their offerings with their new Hub 6 going straight after Microsoft 365 and having the OSS or the open source software philosophy to have that behind it. 
at the Nextcloud conference in Berlin. They released Hub 6, and it has some pretty killer features. And to top off some of it, we're going to talk about a few of them, but there's a ton. We can't list everything. Just check the show notes. But the first thing I want to talk about is the integration of only Office Productivity Suite. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. And that's o- been there before 6. That was maybe 5 yeah. they introduced that, but it was freaking like... You got to talk about it because, Michael, I'm going to take you back. Two things. First, before I take you back in time, don't go back in time. <laughs> before okay, I take sorry. you back, stay in current time. Okay. All right. Next cloud, Next cloud just needs to sponsor the show because the way you did that intro, oh, yeah. they just need to think about that. Picture that in your mind, Next Cloud, and think about it. Think about Agreed. it. Agreed. Like, you could sponsor the show and you could get that every week. We How much value that would be is, is right. un- unsurmountable. It did sound like an ad read when you first started. Yeah. It, yeah. It, was so, it was so like smooth. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. like an ad read there. Anyways, it made me think Nextcloud needs the sponsors. Anyways. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so now I'm going to take you back. Okay. A few years ago, Ooh. me and you decided. Yeah, there you go. Do the little. <laughs> uh, we decided to try Nextcloud out and we were going to use it for our business, our little small business here. We call Tux Digital, which is, you know, all the podcasts and everything that we have. We wanted to utilize Nextcloud. And mm-hmm. we went in there. We had all the high hopes. I set up the server. Michael did all of the website stuff, like, you know, DNS things and mm-hmm. HTTP crap, because I don't touch that, but I do servers. So I do servers. Michael does web crap. That's how our relationship works. I like how you define <laughs> my job in the position of web crap. <laughs> I don't like it. It's not that it's crap work. I just don't like doing that stuff. Oh, I like okay. The server I, stuff. I see what you're yeah. saying. I see so it's crap saying. to me just because I don't like it and I got you to do it. Which so is you're why saying you're doing works. the server crap. Yeah. I'm doing the web crap. Exactly. Okay. Yes. I got it. That's I got how it. it works. All right. So, <laughs> so we set this thing up. Obviously, Michael does the web stuff perfectly. I do the server stuff perfectly because that's what we do. Exactly. And I did not really like Nextcloud. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah. It was not a good experience for us. That doesn't mean it's unusable. That doesn't mean it wasn't great for some people, but all the things we were trying to do, it just didn't work. We were now trying to make it the forward. single project we were using for yeah. everything. Yes. And that's kind of how they promote this stuff. And at the time, the hub system was pretty new, I think. Maybe it was like one or two versions in. Yeah. And it was it it had potential. Yeah. And the, the foundation fi- was there. Yeah, the file syncing and the file storage and the organization of that yeah. stuff was was very good and Beautiful. is still good. But there were some things that were hit and miss and mostly miss when you're looking at the farther outreaching. When the, the farther and farther you get from the file syncing, it got kind of clunky. Like the, the cloud in it, the, Calendars. The, uh, the calendar was kind of okay, but then it started seeing some issues. And But anyway, the, the, the cool stuff about Nextcloud is that it's constantly updating and constantly improving. And the latest version of Nextcloud has, we, we're, I don't think we were even using Hub 6 yet, but no. we, we started testing Nextcloud again. And recently we have come to a new appreciation of Nextcloud. Because, it's really good. Yeah, the file like syncing is still good, really but the good. other stuff is getting better and better. And also the UI has had a massive overhaul. Oh my gosh. And so it much looks better. So Whoever much better. is doing their UI rework is just masterfully nailing it. Like they have really taken that UI from kind of bland and boring to next gen. Like it's it's yeah, really yeah, previously solid. it was good enough, but that's not really something to there promote. You go. Yeah. This was now it looks good and it looks like a modern tool. Yeah. Jill, do you use Nextcloud? I use it all the time, by the mm. way, now. Like, I have my phone when it comes into contact with my Nextcloud server in my home. It automatically starts moving my photos over there. That's my sync for my photos and things. 
I use Nextcloud for my personal document storage and things like that. I, I've really come, I use the app on my phone as well for Nextcloud. I use the RSS feed to figure out what we're going to talk about every week on the show, going through news stories and articles and stuff. I like their RSS feed plugin that they have. Like I'm, I'm utilizing it. And with the only office integration, that, that to me was one of the real weaknesses before is like you could get other office suites technically to try to connect, but it was like yeah. you had to create another oh, server yeah. or something. I don't remember how it worked. There was, was a, something a, like you a had to create another server. couple hoops that you had to jump through for the other And then stuff. that server for the Word documents and stuff would connect to your next cloud server. And now it's all integrated. You just click like install the app and it's yeah. there. And you just... Well, you know, done. when we, we were using it... Uh, Previously, when we first started using Nextcloud here on Destination Linux, I was using it to store all my show notes, and um, yeah. that was really good. And also, uh, we were uploading our our backup uh, uh, um, sound files from our mics uh, to it, and yep. um, it, right. it actually is a lot faster now. Everyone's been telling me, "Oh, Nextcloud is is the syncing is faster. Everything's so much better now." <laughs> than it was. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. We set up our a new Nextcloud instance, uh, Michael and I, nice. and we have been playing with it behind the scenes and for the show, for the yeah. business. And, um, you know, there's some cool features, though, in the six that I kind of want to play with and try out. Like right now, we use Jitsi for patrons to come watch us every Thursday here at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. If you want to become a patron and watch us live, you should. Uh, but It's we central, use, bro. We use Jitsi. Central Central. now, you're not Eastern anymore. (laughs) Listen, I need everyone to know something. I have a week. Not good at time zones. I'm not good at time zones. I get lost and I'm not good at time zones. He's lived in Eastern for so long that it's so hard for him to now remember that he's not there anymore. Yeah, I'm not in Eastern anymore. All right. So, some of these new features I think we could test out maybe even with the patrons here. Like they have, of course, their new video chat tool. Like maybe I could pipe that. Oh, yeah. I'd like to try that. Definitely. They've done a lot of enhancements to it, like displaying the speaking time of individual participants. Oh, that's very, very cool. Nice. I, I wish I had that when Ryan was talking on DL. Yeah. <sighs> Michael. What? You, <laughs> what? Why would you need that, Michael? Just to see how little I get to say <laughs> on the show? You know, I barely ever talk. We should have someone com- like take an episode of DL and see who, which one of us Don't talks challenge too much. our audience with numbers and things. You know they'll go do it. And I don't want to know. Okay. And then <laughs> I don't want to know a, either. A, actually, you're right. Let's not do that. A warning when a meeting is approaching the 60 minute mark. My gosh. That dude, would be awesome. That is very important. No, it would be really. The, high, the <laughs> idea of a hard out all ever being a hard out. It, it, you, sometimes you get to leave. Some, most of the time they're like, oh, I have. Actually, I do this to Ryan all the time. <laughs> we'll be on a phone call talking about business stuff or talking about other future episodes or something. And he's like, I got to go. I was like, whoa, 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 hold up. I got one more thing to say. And then after that one, he's like, oh, hold up. Well, I got one more thing to say. <laughs> yeah. I do that oh, yeah. so much. Two hours later, later, I'm like, listen, Michael, I only got 15 minutes. Two hours yeah. later. Whoa, 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 whoa. One more yeah, thing. You know, it would be really cool to uh, test out Nextcloud with our after show because we've been using Jitsi for that for years. And it, Jitsi is a wonderful yeah. open source project. But yeah. when it updates, it breaks. It, it's, it's, it, it exists. It, it breaks. Yeah. It's a project. And you got to go through exists, and relearn yeah. the JSON file <laughs> for it. So yeah. That's a nice <laughs> way of saying not wonderful, Jill. So anyway, 
guys, we should try it's the NextCloud solution for that. To a point. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I don't know what NextCloud uses. Yeah. I mean, they may use a form of Jitsi or something else, yeah. but I'm interested to try and see whatever it is that they, they utilize on the back end there. Um, but I like a warning when a meeting is approaching the 60-minute mark because, you know, we all have that coworker that's just like you're <laughs> finally about to get to the end of the meeting. <laughs> You're almost done. You're like, ah, oh, it's four o'clock on Friday. This is my last meeting. It just turned four o'clock. It's the end of the meeting. And they're like, hey, since I have you all, uh, let me ask you about egg. Uh, <laughs> I want this. So it's like they get that. They need to do that right before. I the feel like you're complaining yeah, about me. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> maybe a little. Michael did point bit. to himself. So <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking you were complaining about Michael. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't do it every time. Just most times. But yeah, I, I, I knew you guys were playing with uh, Nextcloud on the back end, but I hadn't heard the recent experience on how that was going. Yeah. So this is nice. It's been really good. Yeah. You know, Michael uses different <laughs> apps than I use. And so we're going to have to kind of compare notes and things. But the stuff that I use, I really like and enjoy. Um, Michael's more of a shoe on head person anyway. So, you know, he so wants to, You might yeah. need to explain that phrase, Ryan. Well, you know, most people just... I don't know how to explain shoe on head other than say Michael makes very common, <laughs> simple things overly complex. Like you may just put your shoe on your foot and walk around. Whereas Michael might start with putting his shoe on his head, walking to the couch, then sitting down and putting his shoe on his foot because he <laughs> purposely makes things more difficult He's than they should be. I was wondering how all. you were going to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's a web dev after all. I mean that I in was the most wondering. loving way. It's, of course you do, Jill. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with this. Like, how would you explain the shoe on head thing? Because we've—I don't think we've ever discussed it on the show. But he has said that to me so many <laughs> so times. Funny. So, and I forgot how you ex described it because it's been like yeah. two years since you first started saying shoe it. on head. But it is fair. Sometimes I do make things more complicated than they need to be, and I will mm -hmm. admit that. But. I also have the best workflow ever imaginable because of it. Now that doesn't, it doesn't matter that I change my workflow constantly because it still becomes more and more perfect. That's just how it works. But mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. been using Nextcloud and I think the Nextcloud file syncing and that stuff is just, it's great. I, I don't have any issues with it. The automatically uploading to it, kind of like how Apple people have iCloud automatic updates and stuff like that. That's very cool. Also, the fact that Apple makes you up like pay for a, a service every like upgrade it based on the, your amount of data you use and nextcloud you just put it on whatever server you want and you have as much space yeah. as you have there's a there's a benefit there for sure uh, but there's also other tools that nextcloud has and some of them are fantastic the calendar has improved a lot mm. and the contact system has improved a lot uh, there are some issues that i think that ryan's likes the rss feed system it does not work for me because I want a lot more powerful filters and automation stuff I can do with the RSS feeds. And you're not, it's, it's a simple, basic RSS feed. So all, if you, all you need is the simple function, then it's great. But if you are someone who's used See, it for on 20, I've been using <laughs> RSS feeds for 20 years or so. Yeah. I've got a system where I want to be able to automatically filter out certain entries on certain threads. And I also have like 50 or so, maybe 70 different feeds that I get. Oh, into. aren't you so fancy? <laughs> Let me out fancy you I here mean, right okay, now. Look you know, that. when you get one of these There's phones, Michael, phone. what's that? What is that? 
so people who can't see this, uh, I'm still going to make you jealous through the words that are about to come out my mouth. This is the Fairphone 4. Look at it. Look I at it. I want. respect it. And I like how you said, the people who can't see this, look at it. <laughs> they still need to look at it. Imagine a you Fairphone just, 4 in You were just in rubbing it in their face that they can't yeah. see it. And you could put the NextCloud app on this because this yeah. is EOS. And let me tell you something. I got a video coming out about it. You're going to have to wait uh-huh. for it. Wendy's editing it. So you want to yell at her for when the video is going to come out. We're going to talk about, <laughs> no we're gonna talk about this some more. I like yeah. how you're just, you're not, you're just not throwing, throwing under Wendy the bus right at under all. The bus right here. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy has the files. She has my yeah. beautiful video talking about this beautiful phone and device here. But you can put NextCloud on it. Put NextCloud on that. Fairphone As a preview, 4. I heard what Ryan was going to say about this phone and it makes me want to use yeah, that phone. Absolutely. Yes. So they yeah. so we actually got it sent to me because this is something that's cool people might not know this. The Fairphone has not been available to US people for the entirety of its existence. You yep. could not order it and ship it to the US unless you jump through a ton of hoops. But thanks to Marina or the uh, EOS team, the slash /e slash /os team, they made it possible to purchase from them to get the Fairphone. And that's what we did. And it was sent to me. And then I decided, you know what? Ryan's probably the better person to review this. So I sent it to him instead. It was very kind of you. And then I regretted it instantly. You should as he's telling me <laughs> how much I love it. Yeah, it, it's good. It's really, it's really good. Okay, back back to NextCloud. So yeah, yeah, you get, yeah. Let's get back snoozing emails and chat messages during a meeting. This is a big deal. Easily distracted. Michael's the worst with mm-hmm. distraction, by the way. The worst. Oh. What are you talking about? Such we, good feature. I, I do not get distracted except for the four Michael, or five look, times we've done Squirrel. in this particular Squirrel. episode. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Yeah, yeah you're I'm not. I get so, dis- okay. I get distracted yeah. pretty. Easy. I like not, this idea, but then it reminds you to re-enable it because a lot of people are like, "Well, you could do that in your operating system. You can turn off notifications and stuff like that." But then what happens when your boss is trying to get a hold of you for the next hour and a half, and you remember, "Oh, I had turned off notifications because I want to get distracted in that meeting." That is the worst thing. Yeah. I accidentally turn I, every day. I turn my phone on silent so I don't get an, or do not disturb so I don't get calls or telemarketer nonsense, or text yeah. messages, or whatever in the middle of the night. And sometimes I forget to turn it back on. So having an automated turn back on, that is very important. Very important. And then you get transcripts of your calls. So if you need a transcript because you missed a meeting, which is, you know, when we talked about Google and some of their AI stuff where they have your virtual assistant you could send into a meeting and things, a little bit creepy for me, a little bit too much. But I like transcripts. I like that idea a lot. And they have a lot of ethical AI elements that they're using here to help you do things like change the tone of an email. Like Michael sends me an email and he's like, hey, Ryan, I have this idea. And I start off with, this is the dumbest idea I ever heard. And then I go to the next cloud and say, can you change the tone of this? And it's like, hey, Michael, maybe we should consider doing this instead. And I'm like, oh, that's that's what friends should talk to each other like. And you could use... So that's how you do it. That's how I do it. (laughs) So you have formal or relaxed, you know, different verbiage AI things. There's there's so much to love about NextCloud. File sharing, file comparisons, mobile app integration, third-party applications. This transcript thing is pretty cool in the sense of like... Blah, blah, blah. You could look at it as a way to do auto notes. You know, there's the whole meeting notes that you used to have to do manually. Now you can just have it automatically done. That's great. So whoever is on the team that does the notes for you on those meetings now doesn't have to. So that's good for them. Yeah, you know, NextCloud is really 
killing it, actually. And they're a bit ahead of the head of the game. I think Microsoft and Google should be scared because they've already been starting to integrate the AI already in production. <laughs> you know, they should yeah, be scared. <laughs> I'm going to quote one of my favorite movies here. Microsoft, Google, looks like someone just walked on your grave. Very good. Right? Name that movie. I have no idea. You're lame, Michael. <laughs> Most of the time when you make references of movies, uh, I don't know what they are. One of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I- I'll be your Huckleberry. I know that. <laughs> I like, that. Someone just heard, walked on your grave. John I just Lindo. don't remember that particular one. No, that's because you're lame. All right. But violence is not always the answer. No. I always I go to violence first, but violence is not always the <laughs> I answer. I just walked on your grave, but it's not always the answer. <laughs> it's not always the answer. <laughs> well, you know, N- next cloud is is happy and great with AI. And this next game, you know, it actually could be. <laughs> so our game <laughs> this week is proof you don't need over-the-top violence or jump scares to make a great game, Ryan. <laughs> Oh, my bad. (laughs) So actually, this is a fun, quirky game that will make you happy and lift your spirits that I have been playing since it was released in January of 2019. And it has over 6,000 overwhelmingly positive reviews. Say it, Jill. How do you say (laughs) it? This is my attempt. I think it's Pikaniku. Because it's Japanese, and I Pinocchio. think part of that I got correct, but I'm not sure. Piku Niku yeah, is what I would go with. No is idea. A game everyone in the family can enjoy. Piku Niku is spelled P I K U N I K U. Link in yes. the show notes. <laughs> so, and this this game actually, I really like what the developer said about this game. Pikanuku is an absurdly wonderful puzzle exploration game that takes place in a strange but playful world where not everything is as happy as it seems. Help peculiar characters overcome struggles, uncover a deep state conspiracy, and start a fun little revolution in this delightful dystopian adventure. <laughs> I just love... Oh, so you overcome, start a revolution. It does I, get violent. I like how it's overcome struggles and uncover a deep state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pikanuku is a delightful kawaii aesthetic. That's one of my favorite things in games and in computers. It's a delightful revolution. <laughs> kawaii aesthetic. It's actually a 2D platform with puzzles, fun characters, and a chippy soundtrack, and happy colors, which I love. And you play as a very kind two-legged creature who has to try and find a way out of each level, but encounters many obstacles along the way. <laughs> it's on sale for 80% off for only $2.59 on Steam. So here's the problem with that. We can't say that it's on sale because literally episode comes on, comes out when it's That's not. That's your fault, oh, Michael. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should have the show out before the sale ends on the 25th. No, it's our listeners' fault for not being here yeah. live to hear that the game is on sale right now when we're recording <laughs> so before, this. Yeah, when we're, yes. we, we I, I, recorded okay. on Sunday... It was, uh, we always wanted to make this announcement for our patrons, lis- patrons listening. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's still it's still the same problem because when we say it in the show and we release it, it's still going to be yeah, a Yeah, but if they it were is. here to listen to the show live, they would have gotten the game for 80% off. 
now or they're if a patron because they can watch the unedited version. <laughs> they can still get this information. Yeah. Okay, I'll, get, I'll give it to you. Yeah, there you well, go. But even at go. full price, this this game is so worth it. And you know, there it's you it's fun. It's a fun and casual game, and it plays beautifully on the Steam Deck, and has been Linux native since it was released in 2019. And nice. it's got yeah. some awesome downloadable content. In fact, I just downloaded it. The downloadable content comes with a comic book and the whimsical fun soundtrack. So, and and that's on sale right now too. <laughs> well, Jill, if you're not listening to the soundtrack yes. of this game here, but you want to listen to music elsewhere, how can I do that in ah, Linux? Ah, so... And will it use radio yes, waves? Yes, yes, you you can uh, uh, stream radio with this app and podcast. By the way, so did you know that you can install s- the Spotify app via Flatpak on your desktop? That is so, oh, that's so cool. It's, it's also so <laughs> crazy that we talked about Spotify and the community feedback, and now all of a sudden it's yeah. a spotlight. It's like you planned yes. this. <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> and we're not saying to use Spotify, but we know many in our community do. And, you know, it's just so nice to have a standalone music, the standalone music app so that you don't have to go and open a browser to access your library. I I love using it. Is it hard to install Spotify? No, not at all. You just go to Flathub and download it. I actually, I actually just installed it on uh, the Pop! OS shop because flat packs are available A lot of times, (laughs) our amazing community goes out there and makes things that people utilize like a Spotify or other applications available to Linux on their them, themselves. They yeah. do the work. Here, Spotify actually yeah. created the app. The flat they they love cre- Linux. Oh, they I didn't know that. That's Linux. cool. <laughs> yes. They I knew they created a, a version a long time ago as a yeah. dev, but I didn't know they made the flat pack. Yeah, That's they made really the flat cool. pack too. I, and I'm really happy to see that because I have been using the web version of Spotify. Oh, okay. No, I've been using the flat. <laughs> you learned something for a while. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and yeah. I think I would love and to see them, Michael and Ryan, open source this code in the near future and yes. really gain the love of of us Linux users and the open source community. That's kind of their next step. <laughs> Imagine how many of the community would switch over to Spotify if they open source that code. Like, you know. I like Spotify. I like it a lot. It has a very good algorithm and it has an AI DJ, by the way, which is actually pretty decent. Eventually it gets pretty decent. It doesn't start out decent, but eventually it gets really decent. And sometimes when I'm up the gym, I just choose the AI DJ and it will create fantastic music selection and I learn new music and things like that. There you but go you, with more yeah, AI stuff. It's like yeah. Pandora. If you want to learn. <laughs> Pandora. <laughs> but yeah. even more, it's got, you know, it's got the podcast. Except yeah. good. Except- <laughs> Michael, that's ugly. That's ugly, Michael. Okay, hey, 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 Ryan, when was the last time you used Pandora? That's ugly, Michael. That's all I'm going to say. What I do want to mention- When was the last time you used Pandora, Ryan? Pandora works what on I wanted my to mention, so I am happy about that. <laughs> uh, you don't even want to You don't even want to pretend to answer that Listen, question. Listen, one day Pandora may open source their app, and then we're just going to go be all team Pandora. Yeah. At okay, that that's, point, you know? that's sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll switch to Pandora if they open source their stuff, because uh, to me that makes a big deal. With Spotify, hey, they made an app available yeah. for us. But we're going to create a Destination Linux playlist on Spotify, where Michael, Jill, and myself are going to be part of it. Look for Destination Linux playlist on Spotify if you're part of it. And then we're going to put our favorite songs in there, and then you can actually go in there and check out some of the music that we listen to. You can't open it up so other people can add music to it. Plus, I'm not so sure we'd want all of 
the different types of music from like <laughs> ten thousand. Yeah, who knows where? Whatever they, they, people I think they would there. probably troll us and put some <laughs> yeah. random stuff. Yeah, in yeah. There. From uh, um, hip hop to sixties uh, uh, ambient music, that would be interesting. Every other song would be a Rickroll. Yeah. yeah, you know, something like that. Also, some like uh, some soundtracks from silent movies. Yeah, from the there we go. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to put like Michael and Jill, like EDM and those type of things. Um, me, I'm a huge country music fan. I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, <laughs> but I'll put, we'll put our music out there and you could check it out. I actually do like some country though, but you know, we'll put There's our exceptions stuff out there. to every rule. Yeah. Of course. You know, also yeah. there'll be a link in the show notes to make it easier to find the playlist. Cause that's going to be a lot easier than searching yeah. on Spotify. No search on Spotify. Do some work, put some effort in the link in the show notes. Be the hardest worker in the room <laughs> to, for a playlist. all right the tip of the week this week is a tool that helps you show the progress on the command line and you might be thinking what's the name of this tool well it's progress this tool can be described as a tiny c command that looks for core utils basic commands for such as cp mv dd tar cat gzip and more that are running on your, on your system and displaying a percentage of the copied data. So it can also act as a monitor, sort of like top, where it can show you the estimated time and throughput of these commands. And this can be very, very useful if you utilize this on a slow computer or if you have very large files. You can check this tool out as something for, you know, actually, if you have both, even more so, more important. So you can check this out to see if you're installing stuff and show off the terminal skills that you have if you want to as well. Tons of value to it. And this has been renamed, right, yes. Jill? What was it used to, what yeah, it used so to be called? so it used to be called Core Utils Viewer, or CV. In fact, recently I was thinking of installing this utility to see the progress of an ISO copy using the DD command to a flash drive, but couldn't remember the original name of it. So I was so happy they, right. they changed the name to Progress. Yeah. But it is kind of disappointing that the person who made it couldn't put the CV on their CV. (laughs) (laughs) Cute. Cute. (laughs) Well, on top of all of that, we have some exciting news to share with you. Scale 2024 is scheduled for March 14th through the 17th. That's in 2024. It's going to be 2024, right? That's right around the corner, Ryan. (laughs) At the Pasadena Convention Center. the corner. And the Pasadena Convention Center is conveniently located in Pasadena, California. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where you can go and hang out and meet the entire DL crew, plus all the amazing vendors, presenters, open source enthusiasts every single year. It's our favorite conference. And it's really the only conference now that you can go and see the whole crew and hang out with us. And it's a lot of fun. And Jill's there. I mean, not alone. She that's enough. You. you could just end this, <laughs> this segment just by saying, Jill's there. Jill's there. Yeah, yep, that's it. That's all you need to know. Um, now, they are looking for presenters, and those applications are currently open. So you've got really until November 2023. That's the deadline to get your submissions in. So start thinking about talks and things. would be interesting to cover there. Who knows? Maybe... Jill, myself, and Michael will show up to your talk. Uh, hear it out yeah. there. If we can get away from the booth, that yeah. is. And you can share your project, passion, or ideas at scale this year. That. So get your proposals in there okay. now. And speaking of scale and and all the love and all the hard work we do for scale, my Steve husband just popped in to our Jitsi room. <laughs> Steve? <laughs> I saw his nice name Steve. pop up. And I'm, hope- yeah, I'm hoping he's yeah. able to listen. But... He 
our, it's another yeah, reason. Our boobs would not You get happen. to meet Steve. Exactly. That's yeah. a whole other reason. And you you might be wondering, <laughs> well, why don't we just imagine a, a, a counterpart for Jill. And Aww. it's exactly what you think. Steve is exactly that it's, awesome. It's even sweeter than that because Steve dotes on Jill like like you would see in a Aww. movie. It's like a Disney movie. He, the way he looks at her, the way he talks to her, it's just this love. And it's just so hard for me to watch all this pure love happening. It's, unbel- it's, it's so, unbelievable. It's so adorable that it's sickening. <laughs> oh, I love him so All much. All right. So a big thank you to each and every one of you for supporting us by watching or listening to Destination Linux. However you do it, we love your faces. You can come join us on Discord. Go to tuxdigital.com slash Discord. Come hang out with the community. If you become a patron, that's where you're going to get your patron link every week on Thursdays, 6 o'clock Central Time. <laughs> to come well done. Very well done. To watch us live. And watching live is just one of the awesome perks. You get to access be the super awesome room of the Discord server that is only for patrons. You get access to that. You also can join us in the patron-only post-show that happens every week after the live show, which is 6 p.m. Central Time on Thursdays. Central. And you can go to tuxdigital.com slash membership to sign up. Plus, we have new benefits for those who are currently patrons and new patrons because we've had people ask for uh, different things over the years and one of those things being an ad-free version and you can do that right now getting an ad-free unedited version of the show by going to tuxdigital.com slash membership and go right now to tuxdigital.com slash store to support the show and get all sorts of cool stuff we have swag like t-shirts hoodies mugs stickers hats coasters and just so much more at tuxdigital.com slash store make sure to check out all the amazing shows here on tux digital Do you want to get all the weekly news and events going on in Linux with just one show? Check out Twill or This Week in Linux. It's a podcast hosted by our very own and wonderful Michael Tunnell. And he gives you all the news you need to know about Linux each and every week. So make sure to tune in and everyone head to textdigital.com and subscribe to all these great shows. And don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite app so others can discover the power of open source and keep those penguins marching and the full Monty of Linux and open source awesome sauce. Everybody have a great week. And remember that the journey itself is just as important as the destination. Thanks, everyone. See you <laughs> next week. penguins. <laughs> and a penguin. Nice. So cute. <laughs>